Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, my wonderful, beautiful, smart, intelligent, amazing Growth Mindset gang. It is the last week in August. Where'd it go? What happened? What's going on? People are starting to ask me, are you ready to go back to school? The answer is no. But what I am ready for is all of these beautiful, wonderful episodes, deep conversations with these intelligent, inspiring women that have been going on and just up-leveling this podcast. That's what I'm ready for. And we are just keeping on with keeping on. We are cranking out some amazing, fantastic interviews with these wonderful women that have been coming on. I am super excited to dive into the conversation today. Before we get there, you already know. Thank you guys so, so flipping much for the support from the bottom of my heart. Just watching this community grow and the guests and the conversations and the interactions, it's just been such an exciting and exhilarating ride. And I just feel so happy and just fulfilled with the community that we are building. And it's just a beautiful and wonderful thing. It's finally turning out to be what I cultivated in my mind of the potential of this podcast. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Growth Mindset Gang, so flipping much. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for tagging me in your stories and giving me feedback. It means the absolute world to me. And if you haven't already done so, please go subscribe to the podcast. It's 99 cents per month. The link is in the show notes. And with that subscription, you already know that you get access to the Growth Mindset Gang text group. I might be switching it over to Slack. That might be a new vibe that is going to be happening. I know a lot of people are really into Slack, so that might be the direction that it's going. You also get the Wellness Wednesday mini-sodes with no ads. And you also get early access to amazing giveaways. And speaking of amazing giveaways, you guys, I am so excited to share with you that I'm collaborating with the author of the book, Your 20s by Jessica Smith. We are going to be doing a five-part mini-series about Your 20s book. It is going to be a book club extravaganza. And what's going to happen is I am going to start really diving into more details of it around September 5th. So mark that down in your calendar. And what's going to happen is you guys are going to get, if you want to join in on the book club extravaganza, is you're going to get 15% off of the Your 20s book signed by the author, delivered by the author, Jessica Smith. It is such an amazing collaboration. Her book is all about navigating your 20s. Hello, Growth Mindset Gang. That's where most of us are at. And it's talking about self-worth, body image, career, finances, relationships, mindset. Like, hello, it's everything this podcast already has encompassed. So, we are collaborating and I am going to do a five-part series where I go through the five different parts of the book. I share my insights so you can get the book for 15% off starting September 5th. And you can join along on the conversation with me and do a little virtual book club. And I am so excited for that. And after the book club series, there is going to be a giveaway of the book, two free books signed by the author herself. And again, down the road, there's going to be more details heading out your way about the book club. The book club is going to be from September 19th to October 17th. So those five Mondays in a row because these episodes come out on a Monday. So look out for that information coming to you soon. All right. So let's talk about our wonderful guest today. Miss 
Claudia Sayeska. Now, Claudia is the founder of Low Key Happiness, where she empowers others to develop their personal strengths and passions to reach greater fulfillment in life through self-discovery and process-oriented coaching, online courses, and accessible content. Her flagship course, the Passion Project Academy, teaches a proven step-by-step roadmap for identifying and developing passions through purposeful passion projects that allow our students to experiment with different business ideas before committing to self-employment. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, you guys. Claudia is an amazing entrepreneur. She quit her nine to five and created her own passion project academy to help other women really dive into their passion projects. We're going to be talking about getting out of autopilot, what to do with your quarter life crisis, and figure out how do you discover what you're passionate about to even create passion projects. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode today. The audio might be a little glitchy here and there, but I edited most of it, so it should be okay. It's a little bit of patience. So let's dive into the episode. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey.
Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, we have a wonderful guest on the podcast today, Miss Claudia, and we are going to be diving into some amazing topics today, such as quarter-life crisis and also how to overcome living on autopilot. And Claudia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, taking time out of your day. I am so excited for the conversation we're going to have today. So do you want to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Um, I'm Claudia. I am based in New York City, and I am a passion development coach. I'm a content creator and an entrepreneur. Um, So a little bit about my work and what I do. Um, I help empower others to basically identify and develop their passions by helping them build purposeful passion projects. And I share the full process on how to do so through my flagship course, Passion Project Academy, which we'll probably talk a little bit about later. Um, I also make a lot of free and accessible content on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And my overall mission is to help others unlock the hidden potential within themselves and just start living a life that feels more fulfilling and meaningful to them. I love that. Claudia, you just created so many useful tips for everyone that's going through, like we're in our mid twenties, we're trying to figure out our lives. And I, we've been following each other for quite some time. So it was cool to really watch your journey go from you're working a nine to five. And they're like, this is not aligning with me. Let me shift over and creating a passion project of my own and then help other people find their passions and maybe keep that as a hobby or even monetize it. Like we all love to do these days is monetize our hobbies. Um, So I would love to know and dive into kind of your mindset journey of, you know, how did you go through quitting your nine to five, starting your passion project, starting your academy and, you know, just the story behind all of that. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, it was a whole journey and I'm, I'm really happy you were a part of it watching behind the scenes. Um, so it all started with my career in HR and talent acquisition. I worked for this really large company for, um, over eight, eight years and it, like, it was my main career. I started off there as an intern all the way until I left, um, in April of 2022, but basically at the end of my uh, corporate journey, I was feeling really stuck in my job, um, really unfulfilled. I felt like I had a lot of talent that I wasn't able to use in my job. I felt growing. There was not enough growth opportunity for me. And I was feeling like I wasn't challenged anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew I wanted to have some type of directly positive impact on others. And I wasn't able to do that in my job um, because it was more behind the scenes. And I was unsure of what exactly I was passionate about because I just had her. And so I feel like a lot of other people kind of feel that way where they're just go, go, go in their job. And then they just don't make time for any passions or hobbies outside of work, which can put you in a an autopilot mode basically which we'll talk about later but i knew i eventually wanted to become self-employed and start my own business i just didn't know where to start so um during the pandemic basically where when we had a lot more free time a lot of us uh sitting at home um i i stayed with my parents for a few months and i went through this whole self-discovery process where i just wanted to learn a lot more about myself and maybe areas of my life that i could improve so i took a bunch of different personality assessments i love taking those different quizzes that are available online um and from there i found out about this um this platform basically called personal development school where they basically have a bunch of different modules that you can take um, on demand and they go through different aspects of life so like uncovering your core beliefs that maybe you grew up believing from you know your parents and basically your surroundings and experiences um, attachment style so 
I learned that I had a fearful avoidant attachment style. So I kind of worked from going from there to a more uh, secure attachment style, just like building up my confidence, all of that foundational work I was able to do through these self-paced courses through personal development school. So I really highly recommend you check them out. We'll probably include some links to them mm -hmm. um, in the show notes, but that was kind of like the starting point of getting to know myself on a deeper level. And then when I came back um, home to New York City, I just started a therapy using all of that information just to kind of clarify some things. And I think we'll go through that a little bit later during the quarter life crisis aspect of this conversation. So I won't get into too much detail there, but therapy is amazing, highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, while I was still working my nine to five job, I decided to start exploring passion projects as a way to just develop my passions, like figure out what I was actually excited about. Um, so the first thing I started was an Etsy shop um, because I was really excited and passionate about graphic design and digital art and all of that. So I created an Etsy shop around um, home decor basically i created digital prints for home gyms because during the pandemic a lot of people just started working out from home a lot of people Lots got of the pelotons people got, got pelotons which i got one and i was <laughs> very obsessed with that so i was really focused on that for a few months and it really made me happy and then i started my Instagram account, which you know, originally it was low-key happiness. Now it's low-key Claudia, but originally I just wanted to use it to kind of build the community around mental health and personal development and self-love, just like in the general kind of motivational space. Um, and it evolved into what it is today, where I basically teach people how to develop their passions through passion projects because of the the benefits that I experienced myself through the passion project process. So I started feeling a lot more fulfilled every day. I felt like I was doing work that felt really meaningful to me. I started making tons of connections online with people that like you and others that I would have never connected with if it wasn't for uh, low-key happiness in this passion project. Um, I started getting different opportunities to work with brands, which was a dream of mine, like growing up watching people on YouTube. I was like, how do they do this? Right. The mystery it all. You wouldn't know unless you started. Right. So all of that kind of set up my foundation for my business today. And I was able to quit my corporate job in April of this year. I'm super grateful, grateful to be able to do that but uh, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't different passion projects and I know a lot of people are kind of in the same situation where they're it's maybe they want to switch careers or just be self-employed in the future they just don't know where to start and I think like the safest way to start is by um, building a passion project or a side hustle on on the side of your job and just seeing what works for you so you're not really stuck to one thing you could always change your your project if you're not loving like the first one that you started which happened for me uh -huh. um, so through all of that like I went through a mindset journey you know I had to work through a lot of fears before letting go of that um corporate, you know, stable job, right. I had to definitely work through a lot of limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome, which a lot of people face when kind of starting their own business. So there was a lot of mindset work involved. And from there, I created my course Passion Project Academy to basically help others that were, are in a similar situation to what I was, um, where they were feeling unfulfilled, they don't know what their passions are, and they want to turn their passions into some type of meaningful work. So I share my step-by-step -step process of doing so um, in Passion Project Academy. And I'm really excited because I just feel like I'm actually helping people, like I'm receiving tons of positive feedback mm -hmm. uh, from you know my audience across social media. And that was really my dream is just to um, impact people in some way, have some type of positive impact on the world, which I wasn't really getting from my corporate job. And yeah, I'm super excited about it. I love that. And just like listening to your journey, which is like a beautiful one, because 
we were stuck in this huge pandemic where we, there's like so many things that were going on. Everyone's life was changing and it was very traumatic for a lot of people. And we all kind of saw the shift for a lot of us where we realized, hmm, the nine to five that I've been working is really making me miserable because we went from, you know, kind of going to the office and going through the motions to really slowing down and working from home and to kind of sitting with ourselves and being like, is this really what I want to do? Because I like how you said that you didn't know what you were passionate about because a lot of us were like, okay, we're going to go to school, get good grades, go to college, get good grades, get the degree, and then just hop right into the post-grad life and just kind of get whatever, you know, office job that we can get that our degree is in, hop in and start earning money. And you kind of forget that. What's my passion? What do I like doing? And that's why I think a lot of us are kind of sitting here where we got our job, you know, out of college, maybe 23, 24. And now we're like 27, 28, 29. And we've like been working there for a little bit. And we're like, hmm, maybe this isn't really what I want to do when we feel burnt out and unfulfilled and exhausted. Your body is telling you something that clearly where you are right now is not serving you. And I love how you sat with yourself and you're like, this just is not it for me. And you took advantage of like the beautiful age that we do live in, which is social media where, you know, like we, we grew up watching like the YouTubers and we're like, how do these people make money? What is the, what's the mystery behind all of it? And now it's shifted from YouTube to, you know, TikTok and Instagram and people can make a side hustle or completely leave their nine to five and start a business that they truly, really enjoy. And so I love that you took advantage of that time. I love that you also figured out who you were. Like you took the personality test, which I love taking all the time. I'm like, <laughs> who am I? What do I like? What do I do? What, what serves me? Like what, what activities, what jobs, what people can serve me? And then you went into taking those, you know, online courses. And so you took accountability of, I want to change my life and I want to make it for the better. So let me figure out who am I? What am I passionate about? Let's take some courses because there's online courses everywhere for everything, which is also a fantastic yeah. opportunity that we have where I think a lot of people didn't want to go, maybe go back to school to figure out, you know, what they wanted to do because, you know, that, that would take a lot of effort. That's a whole lot of money going back to school. And so people would stay stuck in that nine to five that maybe wasn't for them, but now we don't have to go back to school. We can just take an online course and figure out what works best for us. Well, I love, what was, what was the online course called again? They're called the personal development school. I yeah. love that. And was mm -hmm. it, was it free or was it just, you had to pay for it like upfront and stuff like that? I believe they have a free trial. Um, and then I had like an unlimited membership. So I just took advantage of that for a month yeah. and took as many courses as I could mm -hmm. in a month used for a few years before the pandemic, just working from home and seeing everyone going into an office and feeling really isolated. And I wasn't sure if that's exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't know if like the remote job was the issue or if it was the work that I was doing that wasn't interesting enough. So I think that kind of propelled me into this exploration and self-discovery a lot faster than some people mm -hmm. um but now I'm just like excited to to kind of teach other people through my trial and error <laughs> and I think the best types of coaches out there are the ones that went through it like here I went through something now let me share with you that's the coaches and people that I would trust be like okay they already yeah. went through it and they're sharing their expertise like talking from experience rather than just you know talking about maybe something they read in a book or learn in a class like actually going through it and then sharing what you went through to help others I think helps people feel the most fulfilled. Like I had a similar journey where I was going through anxiety and had mental health issues going on. And so I sought out therapy and then what I, I took, what I learned from therapy and create a podcast. And that was most fulfilling. You teach what you know, you coach what you know, cause you can talk from experience. And I know a lot of people right now have heavily been living in like autopilot, just going through the motions. Okay. Let me commute to work do work, come home, lay down, you know, maybe scroll through TikTok, scroll through Instagram. Oh, it's dinner time. Okay. Let's make dinner. All right. Let's sit down. Let's watch TV and then go to sleep. And just the constant, constant, we, we feel like very bored and trapped right now within our lives because 
it's doing like we're going through this weird motion of like the pandemic is still in the background but obviously we're not locked down anymore so like we're in this weird in between of like we have the background of the pandemic but we're also like going back to normal quote unquote so we we feel very like out of whack because we just went through such a big thing in our lives. And now it's like, okay, now go back to the office, answer emails and like do your thing like nothing ever happened. So how can women escape living through autopilot? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something that I ask myself every day. So <laughs> I I did, I started a series on TikTok called okay. um, Avoid Living Life on Autopilot with me um just on a whim because i and then it got over a hundred thousand views mm -hmm. um which meant a lot of people are experiencing autopilot right now because of the reasons you mentioned so living on autopilot is basically the opposite of living a mindful life. So it's when you allow your brain's automatic way of doing things just kick in for your daily habits and, and decisions that you're making. And you might feel like you're kind of like a zombie missing different parts of your life mm -hmm. and you're missing opportunities to grow and learn. So some signs that I've, I've shared on my social media and I'll share with you guys today of um, if that you might be experiencing autopilot mode is that you basically do things without thinking. Mm -hmm. um, every day is blending together. It's starting to feel the same. And this yep. is especially true if you work from home. So you're working from home, you're living there, you know, things could blend and look the same, which isn't fun. Um, you, you start to forget parts of your day. You may start and end your day with your phone. So scrolling through social media, checking emails and immediately once you wake up, not allowing yourself time just to sit with yourself, you know, um, you feel like you got nothing done in the day, you don't take the chance to reflect on your wins or reflect on your day, you're constantly moving to the next thing. And you feel like you're just existing, you're not living your life. So I felt a lot of that, um, especially during the pandemic, when we were all, you know, just at home. And so, some ways to escape, which I touch on on my TikTok series, but I will just share a few different ways that I like to try to avoid living autopilot. So the first one is to start waking up more mindfully. So instead of checking your phone right away, um, spend some time just with yourself, have some quiet time, maybe do your morning routine. I live by my morning routine. I cannot exist without it. So I like to just, you know, kind of read a few pages um, of a book that I'm reading. I like to meditate. Um, I just like to have some quiet time, just sit with myself. And basically this allows you to own your time. So you are taking control of your time. You are starting your day on your own terms. Um, you're not immediately waking up and going to work. You know, you have some time for yourself. So if you feel like you don't have time to do that, maybe try to uh, wake up a little bit earlier um, just to make time for yourself. That could be really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, another easy way is to change up your routine. Um, so it could be as simple as maybe doing a different workout or taking a different route to work or just taking a break and going outside, enjoying nature, taking a walk for five minutes instead of scrolling on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that's important is to take your time off. So, you know, we have PTO for a reason. Sure, yeah. A lot of people feel like they shouldn't be taking time off because it's going to look bad on them. But honestly, rest is productive and you need to be taking your time off or else it will bite you in the butt um, yeah. in the long term. Um, also working on your hobbies and passions outside of your job. And this is obviously something I'm a huge advocate of. Um, but this is one of the biggest things that has helped me avoid autopilot. So um, when I was working my nine to five job, I try to make time for those passions like before work and after work on the weekends. And it didn't feel like work to me because it was something I'm passionate about. And we'll go into like passions versus hobbies versus side hustles later on mm -hmm. um, in the discussion. But 
yeah, I think making time for those hobbies is really important because you get to just enjoy the process, enjoy living and being in the present more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, making sure you're reflecting on your values and your priorities in life and living on your purpose. That's a huge one. Um, I try to reflect on my why every single day before I make a big decision, um, just to live with more intention. Otherwise, we're just going into autopilot mode, just doing whatever uh, feels comfortable to us. And like on the topic of comfort, stepping outside of your comfort zone is a great way to avoid autopilot. So just doing small things that you wouldn't usually do, maybe Mm-hmm. striking up a conversation with someone in the elevator or complimenting someone or doing a hard workout class that you've never taken before just simple things like that to change up your routine and to step outside of your comfort zone so i feel like getting outside of your comfort zone is like one of the best ways to build up your confidence and a lot of people feel like they need to be confident enough to take the next step but in reality action breeds confidence Mm -hmm. and uh you know there will never be a perfect time a perfect moment to start something new Mm -hmm. you just got to do it and from the learning experience that's how you gain the confidence yeah um I also think it's important to do a time audit. So I actually have a free resource that we can link to. Oh, yeah. It's called the time audit worksheet. But basically, you want to track how you're spending your time to see if you are spending your time intentionally in a way that aligns with those values and priorities that you thought about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically, how you use this time audit worksheet is you just audit how you're spending your time in a week. And that would include all of the activities that you're doing. So scrolling social media, watching Netflix for five hours, anything that you're doing, you would write down for a week. And then you would just be mindful of the the activities that don't really provide value to you. Mm -hmm. And and then think about replacing those activities with things that you actually want to be doing. Maybe it's a starting a new passion project or getting some workouts into your week or spending time with your loved ones, whatever it is, I find the time audit worksheet to be so helpful for my clients and kind of realizing that they actually have more time than they think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would also say just never stop playing. So try to find time to have fun because it doesn't have to be so serious. And I know you have a, an, a podcast episode of, of not making life so serious. So I think it's so important to incorporate just fun and playfulness into your routine, not always look forward to the weekends, right? Um, plan some activities that you could look forward to during the week after work. Um, that's what life is about. Life isn't just your weekends, right? You have to try to enjoy the process as much as you can. Um, So those are just some ways that I like to avoid living on autopilot. And again, I I started that series on TikTok where I share something new every day and it's been really fun and actually helping me a lot um, to avoid autopilot. So I recommend you checking that out if you struggle with uh, living on autopilot, which a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I've even watched some of those TikToks and I'm like, yes, that series, it's just so simple. And I love that you said before like the first thing that you said was like we are just existing and not living and I was like my brain went like that was a perfect way to put it (laughs) because on autopilot that's that's what it feels like I'm just going through the motions I'm just doing what I gotta do to survive literally and then it's the next day already and so I think it's really crucial like you said when everyone's like well I live on autopilot and I live the everyday and it's so boring and we think we have to do this like big massive change to find the little beauties in the everyday life so I love that you said like change up your routine you can still have your nice routine but change it up once in a while do a new workout take a new way to work it find a new hobby listen to maybe another podcast a different one maybe you know spend a little bit more time outside than you would normally do the weather you know here in New York it's getting like it's not a heat wave anymore so we can actually yes. go outside and enjoy ourselves you know get in that you know morning vitamin d which is so important so i love that you brought it up where it's so simple to get out of this autopilot so instead of maybe making excuses of well you know this is just my everyday and you're know, living for the weekend maybe make that mindset shift of 
You don't have to live for the weekend or live for the vacations, live for the time off. Find the little beauties in the, you know, everyday, because we all have the everyday work routine, whether we work a nine to five, whether we are an entrepreneur and have our own business, everyone has that work week hustle that sometimes we get really caught in that routine. And that's what leads to the autopilot and the burnout. So taking time to sit with yourself and be really intentional with your time that you said, which I love because the amount of times I have wasted just going on TikTok and just all of a sudden it's three hours later. And I'm like, oh my God, like what just happened? Like you just get lost (laughs) where it's okay to go on TikTok. Okay, I'll I'll be on here for 10 minutes because I need a brain break and then go back to whatever that you were doing, being really mindful of your time. Because the three hours I just spent scrolling on TikTok or the three hours I just wasted binging a Netflix show, I could have been working on something or I could have been you know, doing some hobby that I really enjoy doing or going for you know, a hot girl walk and just feeling you know, better about the day. And we get so lost with these phones. like our phone is always just out of reach. Like I can just reach for it. And then there it is. It's enhanced reach all the time. And I love that you have that time audit resource because once you start tracking what you're doing for the day, you're like, Oh, I really need to cut back on, you know, whatever that I was doing. And really, once you see the results of what you do for a day, then all of a sudden you get the shift of, Oh, I really need to switch it up because I just woke up at eight o'clock And now it's 930 and I just spent an hour and a half like scrolling through social media where you could have used that first hour and a half of, you know, spending time with yourself, journaling, reading, going for a walk, maybe doing a workout and like setting your intention for the day. But you didn't realize that because you were just on your phone. So I'll definitely be linking in that free resource because I think that's a wonderful thing. Like I get shocked, you know, when our phone sends us like you spent six hours more than last week screen time. And that's sometimes my time audit. I'm like, oh, me too. I need to fix that. (laughs) Four hours. What was I, what was happening? What was I doing? And like, you know, social media is all in, it's all well and good. Right. But it's like everything it has to be within doses, Mm -hmm. right? We got to manage it. There's nothing wrong with going on Instagram and TikTok, but all of a sudden it's three hours later. That's it's all about, you know, balance and finding passions that you like to do outside of the phone, outside of social media. So Claudia, if you know, women are listening right now and they're like, okay, this sounds all well and good finding my passion, you know, and then creating a hobby out of it or monetizing it. But then how do I know, how do I even discover what my passion is? What Hmm. would you say to that? Yeah. So I would take a step back from trying to find your passion because you see that everywhere. It's like how to find your passion, why you haven't found your passion yet. Right. And that makes a lot of us feel bad. And it made me feel bad when I didn't think that I found my passion yet. So I like to reframe that and say, um, how can you develop your passion? Because we're not just going to live our life and then our passion will just fall on our laps one day. Like save the And day. that's how you found it, right? <laughs> you, you have to find it by developing it, by experimenting, like I talked about with different things. Because like the first thing that you try out, you're probably not going to love and that's okay, but that doesn't mean you quit and you're a failure and you'll never find your passion. You have to keep going and experimenting with different things, right? So some ways that I like to share with my clients to develop their passion is, first of all, to start with creating a personal vision statement. So this would include what you would like to accomplish in your life personally and professionally, and it serves as kind of like a compass for Mm -hmm. any future decision. So you want to have kind of a, a pyramid where first you have that uh, guiding star, your North star, mm-hmm. or what you really want to focus on. Um, and then make sure that you're aligning any of your decisions with those values, right? Then you are going to want to make a list of things that you love to do. So for me, I wasn't exactly sure what I, as I mentioned, what I love to do because I was just working all the time. Mm-hmm. So with that, I took a lot of personality assessments and there are assessments online that can help you understand 
understand what your strengths and talents might be, which could serve as a great foundation for understanding what you might love to do. So my favorite assessments for that are the VIA character of survey strengths and the genius report, as well as 16personalities.com. And again, I we can link all of those. 16. They're all free and they're great. Yeah. Yeah, they're great um, resources. The 16 personalities one has uh, very in-depth results and mm -hmm. they go into, I believe, um, your talents, your strengths and what your purpose might be. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure what your purpose or guiding star is, highly recommend first starting out with these personal assessments, personality assessments, and then analyzing the results, kind of journaling on them, trying to find common themes. Um, and that's just a great uh, insight there. You also maybe want to ask your friends and family what they think that you're great at if you're not sure yourself. I think that's a great uh, way to get some additional insights from an outsider's perspective because we could be biased if we're just thinking yeah. about, oh, what do I actually like to do? But what do other people think we're great at? What do people come to us for advice about? That's also a great way to see maybe what you're good at because people automatically think of you when they have a question about some sort of topic. Mm -hmm. um, also thinking about what makes you lose track of time and puts you into a state of flow. So for me, that was just designing and creating content. I noticed that I could do that for hours and it was already 5 p.m. and I, I didn't even know that time was passing like I forgot to eat lunch mm -hmm. so anything that makes you super excited lose track of time that's a really good indication that you might be passionate about it mm -hmm. um, also surrounding yourself with like-minded people is a great way to develop your passion so um, I try to surround myself with friends that have similar mindsets and um, interests, although it is good to, you know, diversify your friend group as well, but it's really nice when you can connect with um, groups of people around the same topic and through Instagram, through low-key Claudia, I've met so many awesome people like yourself and mm -hmm. like some others that I have monthly calls with. And we just discuss like all things business and things that we're passionate about. It's really motivating just to surround yourself with those types of people. Um, and then finally, you can use all of this to start a passion project. Um, and the beauty behind passion projects is that you can use the same process for every single passion project that you start. So you might not be in love with the first passion project that you started, but that doesn't mean you just quit and you've given up and you, you'll never find your passion. You could always start a different passion project. So there's so many passion projects that you can start really the options are limitless, which is the best thing about it. You know, I personally started a lot of different passion projects. Some of them were monetized. Some of them were just for the sake of having a passion and having fun on the side of my job. Um, but in the end, what matters is that you're just having fun and you're feeling more fulfilled and that you are using your time in a way that matters to you. Um, so you might be wondering uh, what the difference is between a hobby and a passion project, because they might seem similar, but basically a hobby is that something that you do for fun in your free time. And a passion is something that you feel within you that you have to, you just want to engage with that project all the time. You want to show up for it every day and you find yourself being super consistent with it because you're actually passionate about it, mm -hmm. um, regardless of any external rewards. So yeah, I'm in love with passion projects. I just find that it's like the best way to develop your passions. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You can start small, um, maybe like you mentioned, starting some type of social media account and sharing something, you know, a message that you're passionate about. Maybe you went through an experience in your life and you want to share your learnings with others on social media. That's a really easy way to start, right? And then it could evolve from there and you can expand to different social media channels. You can build communities, you can create digital products. Honestly, the options are endless. It's amazing. And 
Um, I know you yourself, you're passionate about education and Mm -hmm. you use that skill for your podcast because you wanted to diversify how you are reaching others and interacting and engaging and educating others, which is amazing. And that's just um, an awesome example of how you can use your experience and start different passion projects on the side of your nine to five job. Well, Claudia, just to like really dive into what you just said. I love that when everyone's like, oh, I need to find my purpose and what do I like? There's like this huge like stigma around it where you're just like gonna figure it out one day, you're gonna get that light bulb where that's not the reality. The reality is like you said, it's a whole process of doing the inner work of what you like to do. And I am a full proponent of, excuse me, I'm a full proponent of taking those dang personality quizzes. I know sometimes we feel silly taking them, but I took the 16 personality test and I got, I think it was the protagonist. And it literally said like, you're a natural born leader. You're good with communication. It, it even says like the careers that you would thrive in and yeah. a teacher, a leader, a coach, a mentor, all the things. And I remember I took it, you know, while I was already you know starting, I was like a first year teacher and I just did it for fun. And I was like, wow, I will, a good thing I chose the career that clearly that it was, but it's so important to figure out what you like to do. There's been so many conversations I've had with people. I'm like, what are you passionate about? What do you love doing? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, girlfriend, you gotta do some inner work. And if you, if you cannot answer the question of what are you passionate about and what you like to do, what are we doing here? What's going on? Why do you want to live, you know, a life like that? Or people say, oh, I don't know. This was like the easiest step to do. I don't know. This is what my parents wanted me to do. Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. is what I, you know, would be fast, easy money, which is all like, you know, well and good. But then here you are listening to this podcast being like, I feel stuck and I feel burnt out. It's so important to sit and figure out what do you like to do? And maybe what you like to do isn't maybe, you know, monetize. You can't do it with that, but mm-hmm. at least you have that hobby of something that you like to do. I know plenty of people who have their nine to five, which, you know, you do it to you know, earn that money to pay those bills. Totally fine. And then on the side, they make videos of them drawing these beautiful pictures, you know, online, mm-hmm. or they just draw for fun. They don't even make any posts about it. And they love doing art. <clears throat> like one of my friends, she works as, you know, a physical therapist. She works as a PT. And then her hobby is she loves to draw. And she has these, I walk into her house and I see her little studio and she has all these beautiful pictures Aww. all around. <laughs> and she loves talking about it. Like that's okay too, that like yeah. her work doesn't necessarily have to be your passion, but you have to have your passion project somewhere. So it could be your hobby. Maybe it could even be your side hustle and you keep your nine to five because, you know, everyone's coming from different, you know, socioeconomic statuses where not everyone can just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I'm going to quit my nine to five and just, you know, start my own business and things like that, where the reality for some people is they're in this crushing nine to five because, you know, this is how they got to pay the bills, but why Mm -hmm. be stuck there? Why be like, oh, well, I hate my corporate job or, you know, I hate the the job that I'm in right now, whether it may be teaching, social work, nursing, because it's just exhausting. Why then stay miserable and not find an outlet for something else? It doesn't have to be something that you make money from. It could be something that you simply do enjoy. Like, for example, I love to read. That's like my biggest, like, that's my big hobby. I love reading books. (laughs) I love in the morning, right? You sit down with your coffee and you just read like 10 to 20 pages. Like I love self-development books and like the cheesy romances. And because I just enjoy doing it, it makes me happy. I don't make money out of reading books. I would be lit if I could, (laughs) but like I find pure enjoyment and gets me in a good mood. Like when I'm on my way to work on the train, that's when I read my books and Mm -hmm. on the way home from work, that's when I read my book on the train. So that's a hobby. And it's a passion of mine because I love storytelling. I love imagination. I love improving myself with self-development books. And I, it's just makes my every day a lot happier. So I don't want people listening to be like, oh, well, if I hate my job right now, I got to do a passion project. I got to make money out of it. You, you don't have to do that. You can make it something that it's just your hobby, whether it's painting, yeah. 
whether it's reading, whether it's singing, like, you know, maybe you just like to sing on your own, like when you're just home by yourself. Like I've done that plenty of times where I love to just sing and, you know, have a good time. And, you know, I'm not in any like, you know, choirs, you know, adult choirs or anything. I just enjoy that hobby. You don't have to, you know, make money out of it. I also love that you brought up, <clears throat> if you do have a hobby that you enjoy, surround yourself with people who also have the mindset where maybe you want to make your hobby into a passion project and make money out of it. Join a group. You know how many Facebook groups <laughs> there are for everything these days where you're like, hmm, I want to start a business, but I don't even know where to start. You know, maybe it's something with like life coaching and things like that. I want to start a business. Okay. But I have no idea where to start. Okay. Let's go find a Facebook group. That's running a life coach business, right? There's things you can you know, join automatically where Facebook groups, they're free, just hop right in. And you, you all of a sudden you're surrounded by the same people in the same wavelength. It is difficult, you know, to maybe figure out your passion or something like to do when you're surrounded by people that aren't on the same vibe as you. And it could be very mm -hmm. isolating, like you've said before. So I definitely agree with you that if you want to find your passion or, you know, your passion and you want to dive more into it, join a group that, you know, you can, talk to people about these things and enjoy it. When people enjoy the same things you do, it just lights up, you know, your day. So I highly just completely agree with everything that you said with that. So we've talked about passion projects, hobbies, side hustles. Let's dive into like, what's the difference? And if women do want to take their passion project or their hobby and monetize it into a side hustle, they don't want to leave their nine to five. What are some of the steps that they can take? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I think side hustle and passion project, they get confused a lot of the time. Um, actually, passion project is a, a phrase that I don't see as often as side hustle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because everyone is like, a lot of people are in the mindset of monetizing everything, hustling, all of that. Uh, thankfully, I think we are steering in a different direction mm -hmm. gradually to more of a rest culture, yeah. <laughs> rest which is what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they are similar but different. And obviously, I prefer the term passion project, and I will share exactly why. So side hustles, um, the term hustle obviously infers that you're kind of forcing yourself to achieve yeah. a certain outcome a lot of the time it is uh, monetary so you you are trying to get an income on the side of a regular hustle right um passion project thing that you are about regardless of ties your passion projects you can make income from them which i have but you can also just keep them as we talked about before just for the sake of having something fun to look forward to. Um, but basically monetizing isn't the main goal of a passion project. It's really to enjoy the process and be super passionate about the work that you're doing and find meaning through it. Um, so I've started many passion projects in my lifetime. A lot of them have been monetized, like my Etsy store, you know, working with brands through the creative ventures I started on, on social media, coaching, digital products, all of that. Others, I just kept the sake for having passions for building communities, for connecting with other people, for sharing my experience. It's important to have passions for the sake of having fun. Not everything has to be monetized. Right. And what I love about passion projects, um, in relation to this question for the woman that wants to start one on the side of her nine to five job is that they have several benefits and you can use them for different things. So whether that woman wants to create a passion project um, to make a career switch, right, to mm -hmm. add it to her resume for maybe a potential promotion for enhancing her skill set for finding new opportunities, all of that can be an outcome of a passion project. Um, so in that way, I would consider it to be a passion project if those are her goals, not a, a side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, me, as an example, my whole career was in HR talent acquisition, and I was able to 
you shift into the social media content creation and coaching space because of my passion projects. Right. So they're definitely a way to, to make a career switch. So if you're confused, you, you're not fulfilled in your your job, but you don't want to go back to school like we talked about, try starting a passion project. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to take 10 hours a week working on a passion project. You can literally take one hour a week, maybe on the weekends to start something simple. You don't have to go through an extensive process. Just keep it simple. Think of what you're passionate about. Reflect on the questions that we we shared earlier on. Um, identify potential passions that you want to experiment with, um, develop a way to hold yourself accountable, whether that be finding a mentor or sharing your progress with a friend, anything that will help you remain consistent. Um, brainstorm and prioritize your passion project ideas. So you're probably going to just want to start with one idea. If that doesn't work out, move to another one, but keep it simple. Start with one passion project at a time and then set some goals um, so that you have something that you are working towards for your passion project. And with those goals, break them down into smaller tasks. Um, just like you would for any other project and uh, set due dates for those tasks. Make sure you're working on those tasks on a weekly basis so that you are keeping consistent with the passion project. And why I love passion projects over side hustles is because they're rooted in passion and purpose mm -hmm. over just an external monetary outcome. You're more likely to be consistent with right. the passion project, which will lead you to be successful and you can eventually turn it into a business because you're consistent with it and you actually are excited about it if that's a goal of yours. Um, if that's not your vision of success, you can be, you're more likely to be successful with the passion project to achieve your goals versus a side hustle mm -hmm. because you are enjoying the full process more. You're excited about it. And that is your main goal is to just look forward to, to something and have fun while doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I love passion projects over side hustles. And hopefully that kind of explained the differences be between the two. Um, but there's just so many awesome benefits that can come from passion projects and you're never limited to just one. Mm -hmm. um, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. And I, I love the, the difference because I think a lot of people misinterpret side hustles and passion projects, like you said, where I see side hustles as like you know, the get rich quick. I'm just going to, you know, there's, I've seen plenty of TikToks where it's like, Hey, if you want to make money fast, mm -hmm. you can like go to this website and like read a book for like, you know, $30 an hour, like things like that. That's a side hustle, you know, just yeah. doing something on this, literally doing something on the side, yeah. really quick and right. easy, just to get a couple of extra, you know, hundreds of dollars, maybe a month or whatever mm -hmm. that your plan that you want to do. But a passion project, like you said, it's doing something that you truly enjoy and you look forward to when you can build something out of it, maybe not even make money, but make connections and networks and just like communities and things like that. Like, for example, I don't see my mm -hmm. podcast as a side hustle. I see it as a passion project where yeah. I'm an educator by day. I teach during the day. And then I make time out of my day to make podcast episodes, have guests on and interview them because it's something I like to do because I'm really into mental health and well-being and all those wonderful things. And then sharing what I learned with my own journey to an audience. That's a passion project. I know plenty of friends that have started YouTube channels because they enjoy mm -hmm. cooking. And it's not even just like to make money. It's just they love making videos about them cooking. Or I have a couple of friends where they have like an Instagram account where it's called like their closet and they share all like their fashion tips and stuff like that. And they didn't go to school for fashion, but they really enjoy that. So they share wonderful, you know, things that they thrifted and stuff like that, or Amazon links, like that's a passion project where it's not exactly. a get rich quick sort of deal. You're just building off of the already, maybe the, the skills or the talent that you already have, or the interest you already mm -hmm. have, and just putting it in another container of, an, you know, whatever that you're doing. So I think a lot of us right now, we're kind of going through like, is this all life is with the nine to five? Should I do a passion project? Because we're in our mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And we're in this quarter life crisis of, is this what I want to do for the next like 40 <laughs> years before yeah. I can retire? So how can women overcome the quarter life crisis that they might be feeling right now? 
Yeah, so lots of people, myself included, um, go through a quarter life crisis. It's a period between your mid 20s to early 30s, where you are just questioning life, all of your decisions, you have a lot of uncertainty on the next step in your adulthood. Um, It involves a lot of anxiety over the direction of your life, and it usually happens after you enter the real world, after graduating school, Mm -hmm. or making a big life change, like moving away from home, or switching jobs, entering your first real job, um, any of those things. So you might be feeling lost, unfulfilled, isolated, confused about your next step, and whether you're headed in the right direction, which is what I have definitely felt in my life a few years ago. I think I experienced it for maybe three years of my life. And how I overcame it, how other women can overcome their quarter life crisis is kind of like what we discussed through this whole episode mm-hmm. um, is basically just taking time to learn more about who you are and what you actually want from life, not what you think you should be doing or like what your parents expect of you or what other people expect you should be doing. What is it that you really want out of life? Are you in the right career or did you just go to school and enter that career because you thought you should follow that path? Um, So just going through that self-discovery Uh, process, asking yourself those tough questions and sitting with them. It's really helpful. Also consider therapy. I went to therapy during this time of my life and it was a huge relief um, to talk to a professional, an unbiased person that can hear my thoughts and feelings and validate them. And it helped me feel like I wasn't crazy and this is totally normal. Um, So highly recommend therapy. Again, letting go of expectations and things that no longer serve you. Um, So maybe you had expectations on yourself because you just thought that that's what you should be doing. Um, Maybe that's not the correct path for you. Uh, So letting go of those expectations. And that could also include letting go of you know, bits that no longer serve. I'm socially and I realized that wasn't serving me. So I had to let that go. Also toxic relationships, letting those go and using that time you just freed up to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to friends about your situation. A lot of people might be going through this and you don't know it. So having people that you can discuss what you're going through development. Um, This is one of the biggest things that helped me navigate and escape my quarter life crisis is just starting these passion projects that we talked about. It really helped me gain a lot more confidence and clarity on where I wanted to go with my life and my career, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that wouldn't have happened if I didn't experiment with different things. So always experiment, see what you actually like doing, and then design a life that is aligned and that will move you towards that vision of a life that you actually want to live. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think we're stuck right now because we did what we thought we should do. What would make us be successful in this life? But life's changing. Society is changing. The expectations are changing, which is a beautiful thing to take time in your mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties to figure out what you want to do and who you are and take time like you said, to let go of things that are not serving you anymore, habits that aren't serving you anymore, people that are not serving you anymore, expectations that are not serving you anymore, jobs that are not serving you anymore. You don't have to you know, change your career, but maybe change where you work, maybe the office, the school, mm-hmm. you know, the hospital, wherever that you're working. Maybe the, you know, the culture there isn't working for you. You don't have to quit being that career, but maybe shifting to a new environment, a new location can maybe help you in that way. There's no reason we don't have to stay stuck in the quarter life crisis. I think we kind of, we hear that name. We're like, oh yeah, like we're all going through the quarter life crisis. You know, this is just what happens, but yeah, feel through it, but then figure out, okay, what's my next step? What aspects in my life can I make changes where now that I'm heading into 
my 30s that I'm cultivating a life that I want, my most authentic life, the life that I could look forward to that's going to serve me, the purpose that I have, the things that I enjoy. Because when we don't want to let go of anything, that's why we're so stuck in one place, or that's why maybe we're in our comfort zone. And we're feeling a lot of people feel like unfulfilled in things right now, because they're not getting out of their comfort zone. It's time for, you know, us to grow during this time period and experiment, like you said, and try what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And you're, you feel just stuck and unfulfilled right now because you're not moving. You're not trying to do new things or find solutions to your unfulfillment. And you're just staying in that. I'm working for the weekends. I work my nine to five. That's all life is. I'm in this routine. And then all of a sudden you're 40 and you're like, whoa, what's mm-hmm. That's why there's the midlife <laughs> crisis because we didn't address the quarter life <laughs> crisis because this is when the different yeah. stage of life happens where our twenties, is our post-grad life. And we're trying to figure ourselves out. And if we don't do the inner work to see what works for us and what life we want to create, then all of a sudden we're 50 and we're like, whoa, how did I get here? What happened? Why am I miserable with my life? It's because we didn't fix it on the first crisis that we have in our life. Exactly. Yeah. I, I find that, um, experiencing a quarter life crisis doesn't have to be a terrible thing. You can reframe it to think of a period of time. Like you said, that you can grow, learn about yourself, learn about what you actually want and bloom. You know, Mm -hmm. when you get to that point in your life where you're having a crisis, it just means you're out of alignment with what you actually want. And that is a good thing because you are going to move hopefully towards the direction that you actually want with your life. So I try to reframe it in that way. I love that. I love that you said the crisis is not like a bad thing. It's you're just out of alignment. Your body's trying to tell you something that what you're doing right now it ain't it. And it's just, it's a big, huge wake-up call where if we're like, well, I clearly feel this way. This is maybe I should rethink and reshape about the life that I'm living and then jump on that mindset. You can just move mountains because once you get past, oh, I'm feeling this way and I feel stuck. And then you start finding the solutions to get out of this area of life that we're in right now you'll be amazed of the things that you, you know, can accomplish. So Claudia, I mean, I can, we could talk (laughs) for like two more hours. (laughs) I I literally so heavily enjoyed the conversation that we had today. And I think the growth mindset gang is really going to find this conversation so useful and so helpful. So where can the growth mindset gang find you, follow you, all those great things. Thank you so much. I loved our discussion and I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. You are honestly the best. (laughs) So you can find me at on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter at Lowkey Claudia. I post regular content on there. And then I have a link in all of my bios where you can find more free resources on passion development. And then also my course. And I have a passion development workbook if you're interested in that. But yeah, it's Lowkey Claudia. Um, I'm excited to meet some of you guys if you're interested in this like what we discussed today. And yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on today. Um, I love the discussion. Thank you so much. Of course. And I'm going to link everything you just said, Claudia, I'm going to link it all in the show notes so people can find you, follow you. And if you guys enjoyed this, go follow Claudia, go tag us in your stories if you enjoyed this episode. And again, thank you, Claudia, so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this wonderful podcast episode with Claudia. It was so much fun having her on. Make sure to go check out her free resource, the time audit sheet that's linked in the show notes. Go follow her at at Lowkey Claudia. She has so many amazing resources. She also has the fantastic Passion Project Academy, her wonderful coaching academy 
resource for you guys. Take a dive in and look at it. I'm sure she is going to help you in so many ways. She provides so much wonderful service. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, give Claudia a follow. Make sure to share this on your story and tag both Claudia and I. Please share this episode with a friend that you think would enjoy it. Go rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate me on Spotify, and I'll talk to you guys next week. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.